it's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. That is right. Welcome to today's LaneCast. And a big shout out to Rural Radio Network's Susan Littlefield for providing our great intro there. Again, make sure and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple Podcasts and your Apple device or on Google Play. And it is quite the spring we are having. I'm excited that we don't have snow on the ground, but currently we're I'm broadcasting from there is rain coming down in Bozeman, Montana, but that is better than snow. And the guest we have on the phone today has been putting up with snow all winter. Our guest today is a young producer from Turner, Montana. And if you don't know where Turner is at, you would not know that their mascot is the Turner Tornado. But joining us here today is Mr. Tyrell Obrecht from Turner, Montana. He's the chairman of the Montana Stock Brewers associations at young stock growers tyrell how's it going today pretty good lane thanks for having me oh you bet and you know we were talking about this springtime weather and all uh all the winter weather we had what was it like up there right next to the canadian border near turner where your family ranch is there on the louis petrie ranch what was it like here there this winter you know the the start in in november and december we still had a lot of nice weather and then uh right around christmas it started to get cold i think it was 38 or 39 below uh on on new year's eve and pretty consistent with that you know throughout january it warmed up a little but but i know all the way through february and march we continued to get snow uh good friday and easter weekend we still had wind chills of 20 below and you know now at the end of april we're we're pretty much bared off we, we had had a lot of a lot of water run and melt, but but it was a tough winter. I think everyone fed a year and a half to maybe two years supply of hay, and there's not a lot of hay left over, and uh, calving was a little tougher to start, but but we got through it. A little background on yourself, Tyrell, of course. You and I went to school at Montana State University, so this is not our first time talking, but of course, uh, right out of college, you had the opportunity to go into agribusiness. Uh, you were an ag banker at Wells Fargo, so you had a few years off of the ranch, but just having that opportunity that so many w- would love to have and this is I-, I just think it's so great that you were able to go home you're going to be getting married here this summer but what was it like going home and then going through one of the toughest winters since the late 70s what what was going through your mind well you know I was sure thinking about golf a lot <laughs> but uh <laughs> but you know it was it was it was one of those things that when I when I got out of college and started working for Wells Fargo, I spent a year in Billings and then three years in Lewistown. I had been very fortunate to uh, see some pretty good years both in the cattle and the grain industry, and then and then go through last summer, which was a, a very severe drought, and then moving home. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of extra hay, and uh, you know started started feeding a little earlier than usual and. I guess the one thing I did know is, is is after going through the drought and helping customers last summer, I, I knew that, you know, no matter how tough it was for Dad and I, it was it, we weren't in it, we weren't in it alone. And and you know, these businesses have been around for three, four, five generations, so they are resilient and they will get through it. You know, it's it's not without scars and bruises, but 
But uh, like I said, you know, earlier, we, we are through it and, and looking forward to some summer weather. Now, uh, talking about that summer weather, we are ready for that, no doubt. And I think we're going to have to go hit 18 holes or so here pretty soon too, Ty. But one thing about it, uh, we are joking quite a lot about it on social media, but it was a serious issue here. And it still is. There's a lot of water running. But up in your country, you posted a few videos on your Facebook page. And the joke was you needed to start building an ark. How much water do you think was going through your guys' farm and ranch? It, uh, I mean, it was literally like the Missouri River going through the High Line of Montana just a few weeks ago, and currently that water's still running. Yeah, as as far as quantities, I, I can't, I couldn't even begin to guess. Um, I will say, you know, Woody Island, which starts northwest of Turner and then, and then runs into the Milk River down uh, by Malta, I would say it was it was running at at similar flood flood levels uh, of the milk. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of snow up here. As far as you know, like I said, as as far as quantities, I I just don't know. But I do know there was a lot of a lot of county roads washed out. Pretty much every fence crossing we have on the creek was destroyed, which is pretty typical for a spring. But uh, yeah, like I said, as far as quantities, I I couldn't begin to guess, but it was it was the biggest runoff I've ever seen. Well, Tyrell, what are the fields like up around your area for the producers that maybe planted winter wheat last year or maybe want to get some spring wheat put into the ground? I know it was so dry last year, there's not a lot of winter wheat in the ground in Turner, but most of the farmers on a on a typical year there's there's both spring wheat and winter wheat. The fields, uh, there's a few guys that that started seeding over the weekend, but they're gonna be seeding over slough holes. I think if you took an airplane ride in Turner it'd look like the land to ten thousand lakes right now and every every low spot's got quite a bit of water and and it's it's going to be there a while. Now, um, what 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 do you, what is your idea? What do you think? Uh, listening to some of these meteorologists uh, looking to the summertime, they're saying there could be a flash drought come the end of the year. What what are you doing to prepare for that? You know, we had a very tough winter. We went through a lot of hay supplies. What are your thoughts if you know at the end of July and moving into August we have a severe drought uh, for yourself, being a young producer at home? How are you going to work with uh, your family to maybe uh, think about that drought and moving into the winter time? next year well so you know as as far as grass grows we uh we do some rotational grazing and there's there's certain pastures that sometimes we rest for an entire year uh we're probably maybe a little bit understocked so as far as grass goes with the with the winter we had and the snow i I think we're off to a good start as as well as stock water i mean even even if it droughts this summer there's enough stock water but i will say you know we got a tenth of rain this morning, which which really helped. It it didn't help the farmers, but it helped in the pasture. That the ground was so dry from last year that we saw a lot of that snow as soon as the frost disappeared. The snow the snow went down a lot quicker than anyone thought. So as as far as preparing for a drought, you know, I, I think everyone's trying to get in their their hay barley or their 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 grain hay as early as possible to try and catch some potential rains. We had quite a bit of fog in March, so if the if the old adage of 90 days after fog you get rain, the middle of June should be pretty wet. And then uh, us personally, we've got a couple pivots that uh, one depends on wells and then one depends on some spring runoff that we dam up. So 
we're we're probably going to be okay for hay, but if it's if it's two jobs in a row, you know, then then you really start looking into some severe problems in 2019. Now, your family has been up in the Turner region for 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 generations. Let's talk a little bit about the Louis Petrie Ranch and and your family and and what you hope to uh, provide uh, your future family up there. Yeah, so uh, George Petrie moved to Turner in 1901. Uh, I believe he was the f- well, he was the fourth person up here that that is still here today. There's there's three families up here in Turner that have been here uh, longer than us. And then he had two boys, Louie and Leo, and they started running the ranch at a pretty young age. And in the 50s, they split it. And uh, Louie had two daughters, and my grandma Nellie married a guy named Sonny Obrecht, uh, originally from Cascade, and that's my grandpa. And uh, they moved up to Turner in the early 60s. And then my dad and my Uncle Todd, uh, my Uncle Todd's not on the place, he works in Haver. And then um, in the early 90s, Leo passed away, and my dad and grandpa were able to uh, repurchase the place about after a year. So it's back to the original place, and... uh, Sorry, I didn't. I didn't add. My great grandpa Louis died uh, at age 57. He had a heart attack in the in the early 70s. My dad was pretty young, so it's it's been under the Olbrecht family for quite a while. And uh, I just moved back in October. My fiance works during the week in Haver at the hospital, and you know, I mean, everyone's proud of their family business, whether they sell beef or sell tractors or. Uh, you know, sell cars in town, but there's there's not a lot of family businesses that are that are 100 years old, and and in in Turner, there's probably almost every one of them is 100 years old, and it's something I'm proud of, and I hope someday there's a, there's a generation here that talks about their great great grandpa Tyrell, and we're going on 200 years then. Well, I think that's the way that uh, farmers and ranchers need to really look at sustainability too, Tyrell. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks out there that use the word sustainability to their own advantage, but that's that's how I view agriculture is sustainability and making sure that someone else has an opportunity to come to a farm or ranch or be involved in agriculture and also when uh, you you have stepped up in a very young age to uh, also be active in the Montana Stock Growers Association serving now as the chairman of the Young Stock Growers Committee what advice do you have for young ranchers like yourself whether it be a a young man or a young woman looking to uh, get involved in uh, an advocacy group and also just uh, having the opportunity to go out to a ranch and work with folks well i mean i've only been home six months so i don't know how valid my advice is maybe uh maybe i'll have different advice in 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 a few years or maybe a few decades but i did i do think you know stock growers grain growers um, farm bureau farmers union wool growers there's all kinds of them in montana and they're all a little bit different but i i think at the end of the day you know they all represent the same type of people the nice thing about being involved is you know obviously we're up here in in the middle of nowhere in north central or in eastern montana or southeastern or or southwestern i mean there's a lot of remote places and you don't get to get out a lot so if if nothing else it is nice to to go to a convention or a meeting and and talk with a rancher from a different part of the state and you can always learn something and bounce ideas off them but you know there's even in montana there's a lot of politicians that 
that aren't from an agriculture background and you got to have a voice in Helena and, and you have to have a voice in DC. So some of that policy stuff, you know, it might not be the most exciting thing, but I do think you really want to be aware of, of how legislature is voting, whether it's on a state or a national level. And, and uh, you know, just these last couple of years being involved in young stock growers, I've, I've learned a lot more about the laws of Montana and, and things as far as as water rights go and and uh, elk management, grizzly bear, bison management, and that stuff. You know, you, you might not think that stuff affects you like elk and grizzly bears in Turner, Montana, but you know, we're we're all in this together. So if I can help out a guy, if I can help out a guy that is is struggling with some of those issues, you know, there's there's always going to be something that comes up in North Central Montana that affects my livelihood. Well, Tyrell, I think you said that very well, and I always encourage everyone to join an advocacy group, whatever it may be, whatever fits their ideology or or their operation. I always encourage everyone to be involved and have their voices heard. And, of course, I just want to give a shout-out to Montana Stock Growers. We'll have their mid-year meeting in Dillon, Montana, June 14th and 15th. I know that's going to be a pretty busy time of year for you. Are you going to be able to make it down there, Tyrell? Yeah, I'll be down there uh, for for a few days. I think I might have to leave early and get headed home because I decided to get married the next weekend. So I'm not going to get a lot of work done in June. Yeah, I think both of our families and you and I are going to be pretty busy here this summer. You're getting married in June. I'm getting married in May. It's going to be a pretty busy few weeks for both of us. But uh, Tyrell, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners across the LaneCast uh, network here today? Uh, no, I just I, I appreciate what you're doing, Lane. I, I would encourage anyone to, to subscribe and listen and and uh, not be afraid to get involved. And, and if you ever if you ever need anything from a young stalker standpoint, please don't hesitate to contact uh, Caitlin Denison in Sydney. She's our vice chair that will be stepping up uh, after I'm done or contact myself. We'd be happy to help you. All right, Tyrell. Uh, I appreciate you taking a few minutes away from the operation. I know uh, since it's getting light earlier and uh, darker later, uh, there's a lot of stuff that can get done out on the ranch, no doubt. But Tyrell Obrecht, the chairman of the Montana Stock Growers Association's Young Stock Growers, a rancher from Turner Montana. Tyrell, thank you so much. And like you said, just visit the Montana Stock Growers online for more information about the Stock Growers and the Young Stock Growers Committee. That's going to do it for today's LineCast. Make sure and subscribe on your Apple device or on Google Play. Thanks for joining us here today. I'm Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Thank you for tuning into the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.